Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. All right. That's a little bit more like it. Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff on this Friday. Got a lot, a lot going on between the NFL and college. We start with what we saw last night, Perloff, and it got a little dicey there at the end, <laughs> it sure it, did. as it usually does when we're talking about the Buffalo Bills. But I was happy because I'm a Bills fan, and Josh Allen had another Josh Allen signature game, and it was balanced. There was design run plays for him. It was him using his legs. It was him getting back to what we know a Josh Allen game can be like. Yet at the same time, if you're going to have a good Josh Allen game, you're going to see him in that blue medical tent at some point, and that did happen in the first half. To his credit, he did not miss a snap. Uh, you know, the offense stalled a little bit in the second half, but ultimately they kept Tampa from a Hail Mary yeah. situation at the end where Chris Godwin, if he had just turned around, probably could have caught the Hail Mary, and and this would have been a much darker morning for me, but uh, he didn't. Your team, the Buffalo Bills, they're so dumb. They're just they are dumb. so dumb. <laughs> they are First of all, dumb, they dude. had about six blatant defensive pass interference on that Hail Mary how Baker Mayfield threw the ball 55 yards is a miracle as well. Oh, that's because the Bills committed a penalty the yeah. play before and got him five it, yards closer. Wasn't it Von Miller, too? Yes, it was He's supposed Von to know better at this point. But I'll tell you why they're so dumb. Yeah. Josh Allen goes in the blue tent. So what do they do on the first play after he gets out of the blue tent? They do a, a basically a naked boot where he, he <laughs> rolls right out and Antoine Winfield Jr. gets right in his face and he throws the one pick that gave Tampa Bay life in that game. Yeah. Otherwise, it was a blowout. I have to admit... Uh, I may have uh, put a couple bucks on the Bills. I found that to be the most frustrating non-cover in the history of the NFL because it was the varsity versus JV, yep. but the Bills found a way to keep them uh, keep them around. But here's the bigger question. Forget last night's game. Did you see a Bills team that's real contender here? Because I worry about the injuries and the lack of depth on defense especially. No, no, no. I Listen, I don't want to come on here a day after a win where they actually did look much better yeah. and say, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. Because that's what people hate about you know media and fans. It's like, oh, you get on them. But do I think they're still contenders? My thought about them getting closer to a Super Bowl, that has not changed. I do not think they yeah. are closer to a Super Bowl. Because you're playing, if you're playing a better team on the other side, if you're playing your Philadelphia Eagles, which happens soon, and when you're playing Cincinnati, who's their next opponent, when you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, like you're not getting away with that stuff. You, yeah. You're going to end up paying for that. Now, where I did like it is you, you do have to play the game you're in, right? So in the second half, when they had drive stall, and it was punt after punt yeah. after punt in the second half until it got exciting at the end. But, um, you know, on a fourth and four at midfield, on a fourth and three, I'm okay punting the ball away because the Tampa Bay Bucks are not a very good team, and they committed so many penalties, and they shot themselves in the foot so many times. Um, 
you know, you had two score, you're up by two scores and you're and you're punting on fourth down. I'll live with that because again, you no need to get overly aggressive there when you would control the game. Absolutely. And the punter is really good. I, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of that guy. Well, he's punting from midfield. A lot yeah, of times. but he was able a lot of punters kick that into the end That's zone. True. He was able to pin them. He was the MVP of the game except for Josh Allen. Yeah, I did see off I was excited for the offense a little bit because Dalton Kincaid filled right in. The rookie out of Utah filled right in for Dawson Knox and Shakur had a big game. Like all of a sudden, there are weapons around them. It felt like, oh, whew, there's the Buffalo Bills offense, the kind the kind of offense we saw in that famous 13-second game yeah. against the Kansas City Chiefs. The question to me is all on the defense, even yeah. though Tampa Bay didn't really challenge them at all. They, they just don't look like what you expect. No, I mean, they've lost three, two All-Pros yeah. and one Pro Bowl-level player, and they're filling in with, you know, guys who are playing admirably. Like, your starting middle linebacker went to Villanova. You know, it's just... it's Wait, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. He's playing great. It's just you're trying to fill in with guys who are really being asked to do a lot. And not just that, but he's also young. You know, your middle linebacker is a second year who's really trying to be like Matt Milano now. And that's just going to be really, really tough to fill shoes like that. Um, we'll see what they do at the trade deadline. Here's my thing. I just talked to Boomer Sison about this. He does a show two, two studios down. And I was like, I need to know, because obviously I never played football in my life. I need to know why you're at the goal line, the goal line, with like a third and goal or a fourth and goal, and you have a yard to the end zone. Yeah. You have a 6'5 quarterback who weighs like 260 pounds. No Vita Vea on the other side for the Tampa Bay Bucks. He didn't play last night because of injury. Why are you in shotgun? Because you're idiots. Boomer told me, and he said I could use this on the air, that he said Bill Cower, the Hall of Fame coach, was asking the same question on their text thread last night. Yeah. Nobody can figure it out. Even Todd Bowles in the interview in between quarters, like we expect Josh Allen to run the ball. So maybe you guess that's why you put him in shotgun. Do the tush push. I don't get it. That play should have been a pick six too. That was yes, it should have been Malcolm Butler at the goal line. That was a uh, redo. I'm I'm saying the Bucks guy. He had 99 yards of green in front of him. If he caught that pass. Uh, there's a couple things that fans are always right about. Never punt from the opponent's 45 yard line. Co- <laughs> Todd Bowles. Oh, is he terrible? He's bad. He's terrible. I know. Uh, you don't need to be an analytics-based coach, but you can't consistently play that conservatively. Come out for the fake field goal, too, yeah. and then Todd, uh, Todd Bowles, I think, fourth it, and two. is killing future defensive coordinators' chances <laughs> of getting head coaching jobs because he's way too conservative. The shotgun uh, thing is ridiculous. So here's the thing. the You said they need to do something to trade deadline. Like what? You're, defense. You're, defense. Give defense, me some defense. positions. So, Gotta, so, I mean, I, the linebacker. Got something, linebacker. Uh, I'll take a little more secondary help. Uh, pass rush, I think they're going to be okay. I, they, they've they drafted pass rusher after pass rusher. They're working Von Miller back in. I got bad news for you. There's no linebackers out there? Well, the one position you could trade for is pass rusher because they're all expensive, so teams yeah. are trying to get rid of them. Yeah, Chase Young, guys yeah. like that. Yeah. I saw there's one guy named Frankie Louvu. I guess he was a yeah, dad, and he he's on the Panthers, and everyone thinks the Bills have been targeting. Great. Uh, yeah. Does he have a pulse? Does he have two feet and two arms? I, I don't even think that's a problem with the Bills. I do. I, I just think that they seem to find the banana peel in a way Definitely. that really, really good teams do not. They're very talented, obviously. Josh Allen's a show last night. He's a top five quarterback in the NFL. 
But you just can't make these kind of mistakes again and again and again. So even if they do figure out everything, do you yes. really trust them? I know you don't. I, I do not. No. I, I think this is your influence. I've been sitting next to you, <laughs> and I, every week I'm like, ah, the bills are great. The bills are great. You're like, I don't know. Yeah, just bet on them a couple times. Then you'll really. Well, I come mean, last night was you. a miracle. Two fourth, fourth and longs that the Bills stuffed them, and flags come out of nowhere. Uh, if you bet on last night, and the total too got screwed up by the two point conversion. Yep. Everything about that game is why they build these gigantic casinos in Las Vegas. You can't predict the end. I, I still did feel really good about Josh Allen. He, I mean, They got off to a, a much better start. That, so, what did you think of that scramble in the beginning of the game where he went 13 yards for the touchdown? I mean, he's 6'6", and he run, He was juking guys. I know. The, well, that's the Josh Allen way. I mean, I, I, you love it. You love to see it. He's staring down Jamel Dean like, uh, you know, while he's running the ball into the Amazing. end zone and putting the ball out. You know, just just begging. To I'm get sure. Whatever. I'm I, sure Maggie Gray had a small <laughs> panic attack when the ball came out of his hand right after the goal line. Guys, I'm not going to survive the season, but I've mentally put myself in a space where I'm like, they're a good team, but don't be expecting Super Bowl because I just don't think they're there. I have to be honest about that. I was Im- impressed by last night because they could have come in and just kind of laid down. Like that would have been terrible. Then you would have known the vibes were off. Then you would have known the coach was probably going to get fired. Like all those things, they stayed. They staved that off at least for a week. Get a couple extra days to get healthy before they play the Bengals. And that's what I'm super curious about. Yeah. Like, the Bengals have this big game this weekend in San Francisco. Yeah, and it's hard to play the week after San Francisco. San Francisco beats teams up, yep. number one. And also, the Cincinnati offense just, like, hasn't been oh. the unit yet that has clicked. The defense is basically responsible for them being three and three at this point, which is awesome for them that they're three and three, considering, you know, Burroughs banged up. Uh, but now is probably healthy. I'm just curious, like, what is are the Bengals coming in as a team that's coming off this massive win against the 49ers and back into the conversation as one of the best teams in the AFC? Well, I think that it's two different Bengals teams. There's injured Joe Burrow in the beginning of the year, and then miraculously, uh, I mean, let's look into that, miraculously fully healthy Joe Burrow a week later. Mm-hmm. So I think you're seeing a completely different team. The, the Bills have a bunch of tough games on the road, too. Yep. Lots. It's amazing too. They're kind of sticky in the Las Vegas odds for Super Bowl. Like they're still in the top six, to me. And I think you're way too negative because they're your own team, and you're generally a, a half glass uh, empty person. Yeah, in life, and that's fair to say. Yeah, you don't take that as a criticism, do you? No, I, I'm. Is the glass even half? Like, yeah. It's like I speak a generous. quarter. Yeah, yeah you, you definitely tend to be cynical. I don't know if cynical is the right word because it's yeah. it's not. It's not overly negative. You just think good things are not going to happen to you. Exactly. Well, this is why it was perfect for me to be a journalist because you got to go, and that's what I used to be, but like you got to go in with eyebrow raised on everything. And I do that with life. Yeah, especially... It's a heck of a way to live, Especially, guys. I think that might be because of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's sort of discount the, the Mets. Sort of the... Uh, well, yeah, that's even worse. The Bills are <laughs> that's lovable. That's the anger comes from. Yeah, the Bills are lovable losers, yeah. but... Yeah, I, I don't see them in the mix here because of the defensive injuries. And come on, beating at home on a Thursday night against Tampa Bay. And you let them back in the that, game at the that end. That means but... nothing. I wouldn't read too much moving forward. No. A little bit of a relief, but big picture, not sure that team is back. Nothing changed for me from last night in terms of Super Bowl expectations. They are not there. There are better teams in the AFC. If the defense was fully healthy, maybe we'd be talking about something different, but that's just not the case this year. And so, no, the Super Bowl expectation is still is still zero 
but it was nice to see them win so I didn't have to come in and have a massive meltdown today and just, you know, <laughs> yeah. mascara running down my face. If they had hit that Hail Mary at the end, oh, I, this would have been... That's the question I was about to ask. Yeah. I would have called in how, how much of a difference would this have been had Chris Godwin just found the ball in the lights? Because that's really the difference between uh, Maggie saying everything's a little better now to maybe a absolute nuclear meltdown here. You know what I would have done? And I'm not a fan of this because I think it's uh, childish and I think it's (laughs) short-sighted and I think you look like a total jabroni if you do something like this. I probably would have burned a jersey. (laughs) Burned a t-shirt. 11 o'clock on a Thursday night at home. Just like take it out to the yard and just burn my Bills merch. I probably would have done that. And again, I'm against that. But, uh, you know, everyone has their moment. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, was anybody else scouting the Bucks to see who who we want off this team for my team? As an Eagles fan, I was a little mad that they already traded for Kevin Byard because if Antoine Winfield Jr. is out, he's, he's not available. You don't oh, get rid of guys like but, that. Well, what are the Bucks doing? What, is there any reason for them to play this out? What's the up upside of Listen, that team? You get a new coach and a new quarterback okay. next year, and now you're going to be fine. The defense is is not bad. They can't stop the run, but get, th- get old though. But that's Novita Vea last night, who's so such a linchpin in that defense. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having Shaq Barrett on my team either. I mean, listen, they've got all the guys who basically they're from the Super Bowl. Buffalo and Tampa Bay played each other last night. Maybe the GMs were saw each other in the hallway and said, let's do some got? kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo, I, I, you have to watch them now. They're going to make a spot. They have to make a splash move. Dude, you know, I'll the, take Levante David at this point. I mean, anybody. he's 100. I'll, I'll take him. Oh, that'd be a great addition. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's, again, he's super old, but he's, fine. He's still really good. I know. Anyway. 855-2124-CBS. I do not think the Bills are Super Bowl contenders yeah. off of that. Nice win, but not Super Bowl contenders. And if I were the Bucks, I would start the tank immediately, if not sooner. I don't think they have much of a choice. That's a – what are they going to do? Well, it's the NFC South. So what are you going to do? Hang around. I mean – I mean, they they just scored 13 points against the Atlanta Falcons and lost 16-13. This is not a good team. I don't think that they – it's right. They're not going to get the number one pick, but they're not going to do it. They could even make the playoffs, and it really wouldn't matter. Do you they're think Baker limbo. Mayfield gets starting jobs now after no. this season? No, no, this no. was it, right? This is a hundred percent it. Because now he's getting a little bit older. I f- I feel like he's lost that speed that he used to it's have. The same age as Allen. How old is uh Baker? Mayf- same same uh, draft class. God, why does it feel like Baker Mayfield is five years older? <laughs> I don't know. No, the same. I, I don't know if they're the same age age, but they're definitely the same draft. Oh class. my gosh, Baker's only twenty eight. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if he's done getting starting jobs. I think he is. I think we have to also, can we put the moratorium? I know they're only three and four. I'm not trying to totally bury them, and they played a bad division, but can we put the moratorium on the ba- on the Baker Mayfield swagger? Like, we know. We get it. We don't need this. This is like Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. We don't need the story all the time. He's we- not good enough to me to even be a guy that we talk about saying, oh, he's got a chip on his shoulder. It's like, well, yeah, because he's – underachieved <laughs> that's what happened you're number one overall pick and you haven't worked out the way people thought it would like listen he won a playoff game for the cleveland browns they should put him in some kind of ring of honor or something i don't know <laughs> but again like the swag we get it he's a good team leader like there's a hundred of them out there he's also my daughter emma's favorite player did you guys know that why because i always made her watch sports tv with me and she can't figure out anything about football but she said one point she goes, Dad, why do they keep talking about a baker? I thought this was football. That was have to do with food. <laughs> she thought it was like the great 
British Bake Off or something. <laughs> so she goes. I asked her. The other, I asked her who's the one football player you, sh- you know. She said Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I was shocked. I'm like, you don't know who Tom Brady is, but you know who Baker Mayfield yeah, is. Yeah, he makes fruit tarts on so the side. Last night Baker Mayfield was playing, and I, I brought it down. I go, honey, it's Baker Mayfield, your guy, yeah. and she was really excited. <laughs> I, Cookies for everyone. Yeah, she, the only person excited about it was Baker Mayfield. No, I know. Everyone else in Tampa Bay was groaning. No, he wasn't terrible last night. He was terrible. Uh, <laughs> I saw coming into that fourth quarter drive where they were gifted all those fourth downs. He had 125 yards or something. Shad White's good. Nah, he's not good. He looked good last night. What's he averaging on the year? It's not just that, that whole team cannot run the well, ball. Well, they have an offensive lineman who got called for four holding calls. At one point, Al Michael said it's a hat trick, and I think he got another one. I thought the, the announcers kept saying Rashad White is good, and I'm like, what What are you basing that on? He's averaging 3.3 yards per carry this Well, year. last night he probably averaged, what, five yards a carry? It was great. He had seven catches. That was, that was probably oh, yeah. good out of the back. They use the screen the game as like yeah. the ru- extension of the run. They're the worst, one of the worst running teams in modern football history. They were a little better last night. Man, it just goes to show, like, that's basically the same offensive line that Brady had. Uh, they went well, to the Super no, Bowl. but Marpet's gone. Oh, yeah, Marpet's gone, but they have the... Another guy, one of the other the, big the guys. The center gone. is gone. No, yeah, no, he's he back. Haynes, I thought Haynes... Uh, Jensen? Man, now Jensen. We're, yeah, oh, Jensen right. retired with the knee. Guy. Yeah. Now we're talking about the Bucks offensive line. This is Let's a new break it low. down. This is a new low for our show. I mean, it, I'm not surprised. After last night's game, there was just a weird vibe. Of course, it's going to be a weird discussion about this game. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Howell in the chat said, it would have been 911 crazy lady burning laundry. Please hurry. <laughs> <If> I, <laughs> the Bills had lost that game, I would have burned. I would have burned some of my Bills merch when you burn a jersey do you have to soak it in lighter fluid first how's this work does anyone has anyone ever burned a jersey I'm terrified of like burning anything like uh-huh. that that would scare me like as much as i get angry at like players and teams like i like the burning the jersey thing is something i wouldn't do because i would assume you have to use a lot of lighter fluid and stuff yeah. i don't really like starting a grill so the thing i'm gonna <laughs> burn cloth that's you know perhaps pretty close to where i am it's not happening it's the toxins that it puts in the air there's that too do you yeah. remember didn't um Sauce Gardner last year burned a cheese head. Yes, he burned a, a cheese head. Oh my Yeah, he burned gosh. the cheese head that he stole from I don't say stole, but he grabbed the cheese head from Lambeau Field after they right. beat the Packers and then to make amends with Aaron Rodgers and any other maybe Rogers fans who didn't like that. He burned the cheese head in oh, right. his like fire pit. Yeah, someone who <laughs> lives directly downwind from him, I'd appreciate it if he would stop burning <laughs> this kind of disgusting materials. But meanwhile, I would have done it myself last night. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not pro-burning jerseys. Burning the LeBron jerseys is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. I, I Listen, if they had lost that game, I, I think I would have understood. Now, that was because he left. He left Cleveland, but I, I would have gotten it. I would have been at that low point where you're just like, I just burn this stuff. Just get it out of my face. But thankfully, we're not there today. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Our own CBS Sports Radio handle in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, says you definitely need lighter fluid. So somebody around here has burned a jersey. So, somebody from Cleveland, probably. Somebody, well, somebody who's manning the CBS Sports Radio account this morning. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. So somebody <laughs> who's a Jets fan. 855-212-4CBS. Not EJ, someone else. 855-212-4227. Uh, okay, coming up, you're welcome to weigh in, of course. But what in the world is going on with team security keeping one of their own players from boarding the team plane. This is a new one. We'll get to that story next. Don't move. Baggy and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we're back here on the Maggie and Perloff show. Now in the mornings, better than ever. Although it's a little tough to catch some of those late-night NBA games to see the Phoenix Suns, Lakers. But I, I love one image, Maggie. What's that? That the NBA executives were all sitting around in New York this summer trying to figure out a way to stop load management. Yeah. And they came up with a foolproof plan. Independent doctors would look at these guys, and they, they were going to fix one of their big problems. And then who comes along? A certain left-handed shooting guard out of Philadelphia, James Harden, <laughs> immediately blew away any logic to this whole thing. So the NBA is investigating my Philadelphia 76ers because they will not let James Harden come on the team playing. This is amazing. It's amazing. So the some of the details are that Harden had not been with the team, but he showed up for their road trip, and the security guards would not let him on. He says that I thought they were recommending that I stay in Philadelphia and get in better shape. And the team says, no, we were telling you to stay in Philadelphia and get in better shape. But they might not be allowed to tell him to stay back because under the new league rules, you have to play if you're players healthy. who are not hurt. Yeah. So hard is not hurt. Especially for national TV games. Yeah. We have some sound here from Chris Haynes of TNT who describes what happened with Harden and the security. He ended up showing up at the airport to board the flight with his teammates, and he was stopped by a security official who told him he wasn't permitted to get on board. From there, Elton Brand, general manager for the Sixers and head coach Nick Nurse, came, approached James Harden and told him, listen, we need you to stay back. We have the resources. We need to track your progress. We need to track your measurables and your speed levels because you've been away for so long. Um, and we have all the resources back at the facility. And James was not happy about that. He, he wanted to get back reacclimated with his teammates. Okay, so that was the up to speed. Can you imagine the actual scene there of the security guard stepping in front of James Harden being like, ah, ah, like everyone right. who's going to Milwaukee, take a step forward. Not so fast, James Harden. Yeah, I can't believe he showed up with his bags too. He spent <laughs> all that time packing for this road trip. I, I think this this idea that James Harden was going to be traded in the offseason, I think that's a, a lie. I don't think the Clippers were ever going to give anything away. I think the Sixers are stuck with them. Tell me how this plays out. There's no positive ending here with James Harden. And I, I honestly, I know some people are starting to blame the Sixers brass and Daryl Morey. I blame James Harden because how many times has he sort of blown up a team? 
Oh, this would be a, the this third be the one third. in the calendar year, or about a year and a half. So you have Houston, <laughs> a year and a half. Houston first, then Brooklyn, now Philly. Yeah. Those are the three places that he asked for trades slash quit on the court at some point or quit off the court to try to get his way. Now, a couple of things why I have no sympathy for James Harden on this thing. First of all, who are you to be making demands? Like, you're going to demand that you can go with the team right now. I don't understand where James Harden has any credibility with that whatsoever. He's been away from the team. Now, granted, that was an excused absence. That's excused. Apparently, he was dealing with a sick relative. So it might have been his mom. So stressful situation. The real side of life comes in there, and that's that's terrible. But you were somebody who decided to opt into this last year of the deal. Right. You could have just straight up been a free agent. You could have gone anywhere you wanted to go, but he thought he had this sort of handshake deal with Maury that he was going to get the $30 million or whatever he's making, $40 million, and then he was going to trade him. Earth to James Harden. The world doesn't revolve around you. You don't always yeah. going to get what you want with the snap of a finger, especially when you have zero trade value whatsoever. Clearly, to me, ownership is signed off on this. They are willing to get uncomfortable and make this as awkward as possible. But how James Harden can come to the team playing and say, like, I want to I want to play now. You went to China over the offseason and said, I'll never play for Dale Morey again and cause this incredible headache for everyone. I, I, I don't see where Harden has any case here. Well, here's the bigger problem. It, forget all these minor details. James Harden has, in my opinion, zero value as an NBA player. Doc Rivers, when he got let go from the Sixers or whatever happened there, yeah. he said when we had Harden on the court, we really it limited us as a team because the defense always knew where the ball is, meaning it's always in his hands. Yeah. He's a complete offense killer. I know, I, and Maggie, you know that I've been consistent. The day they traded for him, I'm like, this is a terrible idea. You thought it was like a funeral. Yeah, and I was like, I think oh, that's Perloff, I, come on. He can change. Nope. Going a, a little against the grain and against the hardwood here, I honestly think people overestimate scoring as an ability in the NBA because if you need the ball in your hands to score and the defense can just sit back and wait for you to make a move, then you're the opposite of the Golden State Warriors. And James Harden just makes it so easy. You know exactly what he's going to do. So I think the Sixers actually are a better team. Just cut him. I don't know if you can. It, there's nothing he can do to help this team win games, in my opinion. Okay, so one of the people who is taking the opposite view of you and I would be Kevin Garnett, the Hall of Famer. So here's KG on KG Certified. Is that a podcast? Cool. Uh, says Joel Embiid should have asked for Daryl Morey, the general manager, to be fired over this. This could have been resolved a long time ago. This is the that whatever dude name is in uh, Marley, GM in Philly. Th these are games. He could have done this in the summer. This could have been over. If I'm Joel Embiid, man, I'm asking for Daryl Morley to be fired and get out. I thought Elton Brand was the GM. What the, what the, what the going on? Never change, Kevin Garnett. Uh, he also said if he was Embiid, he would be livid about the Harden situation. If I am Embiid, I am, I am livid. I am livid. Man, y'all should have got this problem out of here. Got this out of here. I'm trying to, he's an MVP, bro. He ain't in no, he ain't in no championship talks. And he going to have a uh, extension too. He, man, he's sitting back watching all this. Maxie watching all this. All those guys, man, the league watching this. Why wouldn't Embiid be the most ticked off with Harden? That's what I don't understand. Like, Embiid has really been neutral on this thing. He is, like, totally Switzerland right now, or he's not saying anything. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. But I'm not understanding why he's like, get this guy, this loser energy, off of off the team. Okay. Not, not the front office. The front office, I feel like, has – they have a – listen, 
the front office has to try to get the best trade possible. I don't know if that ship sailed, but they do have to try to get the best the best trade possible. I think Embiid, after the game, he demands one thing, and that is Shake Shack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you think that, off. and if KG says what he's doing, <laughs> you don't give Joel Embiid a pass. This, I, I love the way the blame is going to go on Daryl Morey and James Harden. Joel Embiid, you could see him huffing and puffing at the end of that game. Honestly, and Daryl Morey's going to win GM of the year if Kelly Oubre keeps playing like this. That was the that's signing of the offseason. not going to happen. <laughs> Trust me, that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Still, just that you got one Kelly Oubre game like that was amazing they to me. They lost. <laughs> yeah, I know, but lost. Kelly Oubre, yeah, they were on the road in Milwaukee. They lost by one point. That is a victory for the <laughs> team Kelly Oubre. Honestly, Embiid, I, I, I cannot go there. If you put, he's a superstar. He's an MVP. You think Jokic is going to complain about teammates? I, I think this is all on Embiid. He's a team leader. Whatever. I, I don't give him a pass just because Harden is worse. No, I, I think KG is actually right on the money. And I think the fact that Maury, this to me, this whole issue between Maury and uh, and James Harden, it's like that two clowns fighting in the basketball court <laughs> thing. That's what this has been. Because Daryl Maury, as much as we want to talk about the issues James Harden has created, and James Harden is a clown himself. Yeah. But it's been a chaotic situation in Philadelphia pretty much since Daryl Morey showed up. But it was chaotic. Oh, it was so, it was so much that. more chaotic before he got 76ers there. 76ers have been the, I mean, a clown show chaotic. for a he's while. About, he comes in with the Ben Simmons situation where he's telling whether well, Ben Simmons doesn't want to come back. Right, he's, he's terrible. He's, no, but he's holding on to him unnecessarily when he could have moved him earlier. He brings in the chaotic, uh, you know, the chaos agent that is James Harden, puts him on his team, brings him back, re-signs him, to try and with this kind of wink wink deal that oh maybe we'll give you more money if you take less. Yeah. Then he reneges on the deal knowing that James Harden is a combustible asset to this team and now it's going crazy and, and then J- Daryl Morey just throwing his hands and saying, yeah. Oh, what do I do? If he really wanted to deal with the Harden situation, he should have moved on from him this offseason. He absolutely had the chance to do that. He didn't because he's in this he has this fantasy land in his mind that getting Terrence Mann is gonna change the Philadelphia 76ers. Nobody <laughs> believes that. Ooh, Nobody. I want Terrence Mann so bad. <laughs> Add some quickness to this team. Are you kidding me? Here's oh, the so thing. The, the bar was so low. EJ, that's what's going to happen. EJ, the bar was so low in Philly. Listen, he was taking over for a front office that drafted Markel Fultz over Jason Tatum. <laughs> I mean, how bad do you have to be to be worse than that? No, but but that's talk, you're talking about talent. And yes, there was a chaotic situation with Fultz in the shoulder situation. I'm talking about chaos. Yeah. What we've Fultz seen, was a Darren bit chaotic was too, by the stability. way. He was supposed to be the guy that, hey, you know what, Elton Brand, he's a rookie. He's never done this before. We're going to bring in a president who's actually accomplished something, a president that actually knows how to work in an organization. Does Darren Moore look like a guy that looks like he knows how to run a competent organization? Well, listen, he's he been in the playoffs. They don't want to play for the team. He's been in the playoffs every year he's been a GM, basically. Yeah, At least how, he's had some success. How many has he won? Yeah, zero. But the how thing, many times has he been to a championship? No, the last GM got caught with a burner account where he was defending the size of the collar on his shirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, they needed a real upgrade. I think Maury was it. Now, Maury's not perfect. You're right. He had this love affair with James Harden that nobody can really understand. Like, the Every- rest... Everyone has a fatal flaw. His was James Harden. And then we didn't even mention, we talked about chaos. How about this? And I'm not, not well, what about you said? What he said about China and how that created a chaotic situation, not just for yeah. the Sixers, but for the NBA. He liked to tweet. Oh, yeah. you're, mean, you're defending the NBA on that one? No, I'm defending, I'm, I'm saying that Daryl Morey. Had, that was Daryl Morey's fault for calling out an obvious, whatever. We're not no, starting I'm not, that I'm topic. Not talking about that. I'm talking about That's hey, the one thing he has on his positive ledger is the no, China well, thing. Ask the NBA players how they felt about that situation. Yeah, ask, ask America how they feel about the NBA players. 
you're supporting China. My point being is that Daryl Morey is supposed to be a person that's supposed to bring order and supposed to bring that's a direction to, to this team. And what he has brought, whether it's been with the Sixers players, whether it's been outside the NBA, has only been chaos. I, I don't know. I think I, I get what you're saying because his love, his blind love of Harden, but the 76ers find chaos in places that nobody else does. Like, there's something about that organization. Our boss has a whole podcast. It's one of the most successful sports podcasts in this country simply because the 76ers are such a bleep show and you're just waiting for the next thing to happen. And today... It's a security guard for the team that banned James Harden from getting on the team plane. Yeah. Wild. I, honestly, I'm so thrilled that they even hung in there with Milwaukee last night. That was <laughs> Kelly Oubre, baby. I don't burn my Kelly Oubre jersey. I, I'm only burning. I'm, I'm only going to burn Bill stuff, but not today. Uh, Andrew Bogus is here for some headlines. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Can I run something by you, Maggie? Of course. I th- was on the verge yesterday of offering you and I take the points and the bucks against our friends yeah. here with the loser buying breakfast this morning. I told you that the Bills weren't going to cover. I think retroactively oh. he would have said yes to that bet. No, so, no, no. Thank you for breakfast. Oh, okay. I'll have a bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> a little backtracking here. You guys said this is a very losable game. And then... And then it almost was. Then yeah. you're like... <laughs> well, and then the Hail Mary fell on the end zone. That being said, you're like, yeah, we're sleep. so confident. And you understand a nine-point spread... Of course, it's 50-50. could go either way. And last night was a perfect example of that. That could have gone easily the Bills' way. Whatever. Covering, I'm not giving you any credit for that. You guys said they were You all said this is a game they could lose. <laughs> and they yeah. almost did. And they were almost lost. <laughs> yeah. To another bad team. Right. Which would have been why, if so, they had lost, I would have burned my Bills' jersey. Gosh, you guys are talking tough after the game. Nobody had the guts to bet me. No one here. Because I know Todd Bowles. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point, by the way. That's like, why I felt so good. Perloff was like, bet the money line, you cowards. Like, we can't do it. But what have, what have bet you on the spread? Uh, all right, let's hear how it sounded, how they almost lost this one last night to the Buccaneers. They feel back to pass. Pocket collapsing. Steps up. Heaves it down the field. This is going to reach the end zone. And it's incomplete. Godwin turned around a little too late, but he was in the vicinity to make the catch. He did not, and the game is over. Chris Brown wasn't wrong on Bill's radio. Had Chris Godwin turned around, I don't know, a second sooner, that Hail Mary might have landed right in his hands for an improbable Tampa win. Instead, the Bills went home with a 24-18 victory. 21 of those points came through Josh Allen. Two passing scores and one running. Our guys knew what they were doing. They were playing fast. Obviously, when you go up-tempo, it's kind of like if you make a mistake, at least you're going full speed, and uh, sometimes I find you that way too. So um, just just trying to get guys open. Allen producing the offense after getting his right shoulder checked in the second quarter. He did not miss a snap. His touchdown passes went to Gabe Davis and rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid. Veteran tight end Dawson Knox went on IR pregame following wrist surgery. Tyreek Hill said, I'm good, baby, when asked yesterday if he and his hip will play Sunday against the Patriots. And Brock Purdy was back at Niners practice yesterday. That's the second-to-last step of clearing concussion protocols. Should we just, like, take a step back, though? Like, is it smart for this guy to play? If he was just in the con- – he was just feeling symptoms on Monday night. Right. Even if he's not feeling symptoms, should we take a beat on this one just as human beings or no? So, my, yeah, but except though, I don't know that you're officially declared to have a concussion when you go in protocols. Like he had symptoms, didn't right. feel right, but it doesn't mean that they're actually, or doesn't guarantee that there's anything there that still would be an issue on Sunday, okay. if that's making sense. Sure. I don't know. Just I like, mean, just like every horrible hit doesn't give you a concussion. Right. 
like Deshaun Watson slamming us on the turf. Yeah, awful, by the way. Makes you want to puke, but it doesn't mean he has a concussion. So we need some consistency. If we're going to say, oh, they should protect quarterbacks, except for Deshaun Watson, who's a whim for not going out there, I think there's a little bit of a... Little bit of no. hypocrisy, not you, Maggie, but no, in the I'm media, thinking, everyone, everyone's like, like, why won't Deshaun Watson get out there? But then everyone last year was like, I can't believe they put Tua out no, there. You want to know why? Yes, you're right. But the, the, the uh, visual evidence with Tua was like overwhelming. He's like staggering, and then he got ambulanced off the field but in a, in a subsequent game. But the thing is, like, I think we have a, uh, either the NFL's not doing a good job about this or we're not doing a good job, which is when someone's cleared, I take that to be fine. Right. They're cleared. They can play. Cleared concussion protocol can play. Cleared whatever. That's why Deshaun Watson is getting no favors because he keeps clearing all these things and right. he's still not playing. But anybody who watched that game, if that wasn't concussion, then I don't know what a concussion is yeah. because his head bounced off the floor like a basketball. I so uh, I think that every game you got, you see guys get concussions and come back, oh, we know this is football. It's, it, no matter how many rules they put in there, guys are still getting concussed. Uh, let's get to the NBA. Damian Lillard, one for one as a buck. Lillard, step back three, on the way, got it! Damian Lillard, welcome to the Cream City. Game time has arrived with 107 to go. That's Dave Kane on Bucks Radio. That was the dagger three in a season opening 118-117 win over those Sixers. Lillard scoring 39, the most ever in a Bucks debut, and again, that loss, the only bad thing going on for the Sixers. Uh, the Lakers <laughs> rallied past the Suns for their first win, 195. LeBron scoring 10 of his 21 in the fourth quarter. NCAA investigators reportedly at Michigan to check out the Wolverines' alleged sign-stealing operation. This apparently shows how seriously the NCAA is taking the matter. Meanwhile, Yahoo says TCU knew about all of this ahead of last season's CFP semifinal, so they made up new signals but still threw in the old ones to confuse the Wolverines. And on TCU ice- is might as well be Harvard. It's right? smart. Mm-hmm. Real oh, smart. That's America's team again. I wish they were good again this year <laughs> yeah. because they are they're wonderful. Sonny Dykes, coach of the year. Some dummy signals. I love it. Uh, finally on ice, it took a Phillies-like collapse for the Boston Bruins to lose for the first time this season. McTavish takes it away with some help from the teammates. Leo Carlson moving in. McTavish shoots. Scores! How about this? Mason. 3-1, and they win the game for 3-0 Steve Carroll, Ducks Radio. The Bruins led 3-1 with two minutes left, but gave up two to find themselves an OT, and then Mason McTavish got that winner, a 4-3 Anaheim victory. It's much like dropping games six and seven of the NLCS at home to a lesser opponent. Is that, back to you. Is that Craig McTavish's son? I don't know if it's his son or his nephew, but... Definitely connected, yeah. There you go. Look at me dropping some hockey knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got? That's it. Okay. 855-212. Thank you, Bogus. 855-212-4CBS. Isn't there a Ducks jersey with your name on it in this room? Yeah. Yeah. How do you? How are you not fully aware of the entire Ducks organization? What did you do to deserve that jersey then? I went to a game and they handed it to me. (laughs) Uh, Nice stadium. Took a while to get to from L.A. Gordon Bombay, good coach. (laughs) (laughs) Big fan of Goldberg. You would be. (laughs) <laughs> uh, knuckle, buck, knuckle buck time, baby. That's the that's the problem with Perloff's bandwagons. They happen so fast. Well, you I got I got a couple hockey teams I'm on this year. Yeah, we, we've heard. I'm a huge, you know, I'm <laughs> Half a the life, lifelong Connor Bedard fan, and <laughs> and the Boston Bruins, uh, Flyers, if they get good again, 
very hard being a bandwagon hockey fan. I got to tell you, moved, <laughs> that sport moves fast. Did you see my Connor Bedard uh, quote tweet the other day? No, what'd you say? That punk didn't know who Pearl Jam was. Oh, I <laughs> saw that. And the older guys on the team had to introduce him to Eddie Vedder. Don't start that game where you ask young athletes who they've heard of. It is it is Sad. shocking sometimes. Well, but I see this on the flip side. I'm like, this lucky guy now gets to discover Pearl Jam. Like, I for the first guess. time. That's so cool. But when you were 18, or I was 18, I would have, no, I would have known about the people my parents liked. The right. Beatles. Right. I would have yeah. known that they existed. I might not know their songs, or whatever, no. but I would have known their name. Like, my kids, unfortunately for them, they're going to know that my wife and I like Dave Matthews' band. Yeah. They're not going to go, who's Dave Matthews in six years? Bogus, anyone who's ever met you knows you like Dave Matthews' Fair. band. <laughs> Your kids have been <laughs> indoctrinated. Yeah, they hate it. They hate it more than Pete does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is. It's scary about young athletes don't know other athletes. That's scary. Yeah, and obviously just young people in general not knowing. Yeah, well, not knowing. Bands. Yeah, or anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Pearl Jam. Cool. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Hopefully, Connor Bedard. You know, we can introduce him to a little some of the deep deep cuts. They're still touring. Connor Bedard. He's Play Canadian, game. right? Yes. Is, is Pearl Jam not big in Canada? We need to do an expose here. Yeah, I mean, Pearl Jam's big in Kazakhstan. They're big everywhere. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> okay, coming up next, why the Cowboys have to be on high alert this Sunday. We'll get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. I Welcome have back. here, by the way, Connor Bedard, the Chicago Blackhawks phenom. His favorite pump-up song. Let's see here. Okay, uh, I don't have it. I'm sorry. Okay. But he, wow. it's some, uh, he's in a rap. Okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, you can be into whatever you want to be in. It's just Pearl Jam's so famous, it was kind of hard to believe that he hasn't come across them at any point. I don't think they're that famous to young people, Maggie. I hate to do this to us. Listen, I get it. We're part of the, you know, we're the older set now. Yeah, I mean, even things that we think are modern are kind of old to our kids. Like my kids are like Katy Perry. That's classic rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still the person who, when someone says 30 years ago, I'm like, oh, 1975. It's like, nope, that's yeah. not right. <laughs> we it's were, the 90s. Actually, it was 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I look back and I'm like, I knew who the Beatles were, but the Beatles came 15 years before I, you know, <laughs> yeah. so they you weren't really that long ago. And the kids today, they, they don't, their Pearl Jam was 30 years ago. Okay. But here, I know it was, but here's the thing about kids today. They also have no excuses because you can pay nine ninety nine a month mm -hmm. and have every song ever recorded on every device. That wasn't what it was like for you and I. I mean, yeah, we had to buy records, buy records or CDs. If it was my case or tapes and then get into, you know, downloads and stuff. I still had to go pick out stuff and just play that on repeat forever. So. Yeah, we had the radio. Remember the radio? <laughs> We're yeah. on the radio. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but does anyone listen to music radio anymore? I feel like if you want to go to music, you might go to Spotify. I think you just listen to us on the radio at all times. But you can't get, sports talk radio is awesome. I we never listen to music. Well, except for people who are under our corporate umbrella, I never listen to any other music radio. <laughs> By the way, Connor Bedard, uh, he was asked his favorite pump-up song. He kind of gave a non-answer, but he was he did submit a favorite song to the Chicago Blackhawks, and it is uh, We Are Young by Fun featuring Janelle Monae. That's a good song. It's a good Great song. Great choice. Great choice. Yeah, I was really excited when you said hip-hop, though, because I'm, you know, I'm a huge hip-hop fan, Perloff, so I was really excited. Hoping I'd see some J. Cole or some Kendrick. 
or maybe something, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, maybe he's a kid that likes throwback stuff, so. Well, I was just saying, my 13-year-old daughter, her generation, I mean, they, they know nothing about rock and roll. They don't care at all. They're totally irrelevant. It's just hip-hop. There's not even a second genre. I know, but I asked Pearl, if I'm like, oh, does, does do they like any of the classic hip-hop, like Biggie and yeah. Wu-Tang and those? And you go, no. <laughs> yeah, actually, Eminem. I mean, oh, Eminem, okay. And you brought up a good point. Biggie's a little little too hard for a 13 year old well, well wu-tang would be biggie oh yeah, a yeah. More popular. i mean i'm not yeah i think that like kind of more indie indie sounding like kendrick lamar is not totally accessible to a 13 year old she does not understand what he's talking about <laughs> listen i definitely didn't know what wu-tang was talking about but i still liked it uh 855-212-4cbs 855-212-4227 although our own handle cbs sports radio in the chat says that can't be your favorite song the Connor bedard song it's a good song. Is it your favorite song? We'll play a little bit later. What is that, guys? This one. It's a good song. I guess... You're right. It might not rise to the level of favorite song ever. I mean, Honestly, it, did win, it did win song of the year for a Grammy. So, I mean, I don't, I think it's fine as a favorite song. Here's the thing. This dude is just about to discover Pearl Jam. Like, this is awesome for him. This is how I feel when people uh, haven't watched TV shows that are really great. It's like, oh, you've never seen so-and-so. Mm. I'm so jealous of you. You get to watch this now for the first time. I you wait till your kid gets a little older, Maggie. You're gonna play Pearl Jam, and you're not gonna get the reaction you want. I, oh. I agree, with Pearl off. Yeah, yeah it's really hard. You had to be there. Is that what you're saying? It was one of those things you had to be there in the '90s to really understand the magic. The sound is so different now that I think kids don't actually appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, and I'm obviously grew up with rock and roll being a big deal. I think there's there's a lack of energy that you have in hip hop. They get used to much more fast paced songs and mm. a lot more going on. I mean, EJ, is that does that sound right? Because you were younger. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, the issue, though, within hip-hop is that, like, you try to find someone who likes hip-hop today, you try to play them, you know, Karis one or Public Enemy yeah. or Run Seems DMC, slow. they're going to be like, what is this garbage? Like, that's, <laughs> that's what you get. And yeah. it's really it's really depressing. It's disheartening. <laughs> I love it. We all kind of feel old. And music makes you feel old more than anything. I love that this is what would make you feel old, is Karis one has a lyric I'm a blunt getting smoked, <laughs> and that's just too old. Yeah, it's not good enough. Where's the purple drink? Yeah. You know, where's the scissor? Where's I'm a blunt getting old? smoked, yeah. and I can't wake up. Too old. 855-212-4CBS. Where's the purple drink? <laughs> right in our chat, if you know what I'm talking about. Coming up, uh, we'll talk about the Cowboys. Got to be on red alert this weekend. Why? We'll tell you. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 